You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hello, everybody. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Drinkies Cast, a podcast about the pro baseball experience one drink at a time. I'm your host, Justin Jabs. Uh, excited to talk to you here today. Uh, the long off season is over. Uh, it was felt like about three months, uh, especially sitting here in quarantine, but in fact, it was only a couple of weeks. Um, I think our off seasons are normally, what, like two weeks, three weeks, maybe? Um, I think this one was about, about a month. Uh, we had some extra time in there for uh, a couple of tournaments. We had a uh, charity auction that we did, which we covered on our last episode. Um, but the the long wait is over. Uh, we got the start of the regular season here. I'm recording this um, as we speak uh, before the second sim of the year. So it's here on Thursday. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about um, just a recap of the charity auction, um, you know, some personal news here uh, for my character, J.A. Jabs, and then uh, just go over some of the uh, first results here for the first sim. Uh, but before that, uh, we're going to, as we always do, uh, take a nice little drink here. Uh, I have an old favorite of mine, a Spotted Cow from New Glarus Brewing Company. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and open this bottle. Nice. Uh, yes, so New Glarus uh, Brewing Company Spotted Cow, uh, one of the most famous beers in Wisconsin. Uh, of course, Wisconsin, you know, originally home to um, PBR, um, Milwaukee's Best, and Miller Lite, uh, some of the, you know, big popular macro beers. Uh, Spotted Cow is probably the best micro beer, uh, or the most popular, I should say. Um, you know, it's at the airport before you fly out of Wisconsin. Um, they they only ship and they only sell within the Wisconsin border. Um, so there's, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, tall tales and uh, kind of myths of people getting arrested in Illinois for bringing spotted cow across the border. Uh, not sure that's actually true, but uh, it is a cream ale. Uh, it's one of the first beers that I ever, uh, first craft beers, I should say, that I ever really started to enjoy. Uh, here on the label, it says every drop of Wisconsin's original farmhouse ale is artisan brewed and bottled by the hardworking employee owners of New Glarus Brewing Company right here in little New Glarus, Wisconsin. Expect this ale to be fun, fruity, and satisfying. You know you're in Wisconsin when you see the spotted cow. Uh, so I've had this, of course, uh, before, of course, but it's it's been a while. I don't know if I've had it since we moved back, uh, but let's take a drink. Ooh, very good. So way back in the day, this used to be my jam. Like this was my favorite freaking thing on the earth. Um, a cream ale, very easy drinking, um, you know, good for any, any time of the year. Um, you know, nice uh, crisp there in the summer, but uh, you could drink it in winter as well. Um, it, it was like a lighter beer, but not, um, you know, not just water. Um, I really like, love the cream. Of course, Wisconsin here in the dairy state. Uh, just goes down smooth. Um, as I've started to explore kind of different craft beers and craft breweries and stuff, uh, the Spotted Cow doesn't quite hold uh, the top spot in my heart that it used to. But, uh, you know, when I was living in California for a couple of years, it was always good to come back, uh, track down at least one, um, have one on the trip, and uh, kind of go from there. But I'm excited that it's back in my life. I'm excited that I can walk to any 
liquor store or gas station in uh, the state of Wisconsin and grab one. And uh, this episode, uh, Drinky, is Spotted Cow. All right. So last time we went over the Season 20 charity auction. And uh, I told you my top favorite uh, things that I think that we put up for auction. In total, uh, very proud of everybody. We raised $1,420.50. So $1,420.50 was the final total. I'm pretty sure that it beat the Season 15 charity auction, uh, which if my memory serves, uh, only collected about $1,100. This going, of course, to the NAACP. Uh, we had a lot of great milestones. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, Person Man and Miss Obvious did a an eight-hour, literally an eight-hour podcast. Uh, they started recording like late at night and went through the morning. Uh, it was kind of crazy. I'm trying to work through it uh, myself right now. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, you can you know tag Person Man and find it. A lot of great questions that they got, uh, a lot of things that they dove into about the league. Uh, and of course, you know, with the, the time of day that they did it, it got a little bit silly. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a gift in and of itself. Of course, the the good feelings, the good vibes from the donation, but being able to subject a couple uh, users here to a long podcast like that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the top, uh, top five, let's do. Yes, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, so the top five uh, most popular auctions um, by the m- amount of money that they brought in. Uh, at number five uh, was a Microsoft Paint portrait. Uh, final bid was $25. Um, Bill Bisquick, um, the winner of this auction, will receive a Microsoft Paint portrait and, of the winner and Bill Bisquick. So <laughs> $25 for that to uh, the man who sold the world. Uh, number four was uh, singing a song. Thirty-one dollars was the uh, the winning for this. Uh, this the winner of this auction will get to choose a song for the man who sold the world to sing and record. Awesome! I have not heard that yet. I'll have to go track that down. Um, number third place. Uh, we're starting to get into the big bucks here. Sixty dollars uh, got to choose Miss Obvious's player nickname. So Doug Dangley. Uh, the new nickname for them will be chose by AJ887. Uh, Snasu won the sing-a-song before. Um, second, uh, this is kind of cheating, but um, apparently Person Man and um, Juasu does a, uh, what do you call it, uh, a SIG defiling po- uh, podcast. Um, oh, sorry, it's just, uh, just Person Man who did this one. Um, but a bunch of people threw in $10 for a spot on there. Um, so that'll be another, some more great audio coming from person man, uh, that you can check out. And then number one, um, just as I said on the podcast, uh, just as everybody predicted, uh, signed baseball or gloves, uh, the winning bid for that was $70, $70, uh, for a nice donation from Smitty. Um, Jeffy for three won that and $70, uh, got Jeffy a, uh, Pete Edward Rose baseball, uh, signed baseball, and uh, Jeffy is also a Blue Jays fan, I believe. Um, so I think I just read that Smitty sent uh, them a. Let me scroll back here. Game day general. Boom! A Roberto Alomar signed baseball. Uh, so two baseballs signed by some pretty great uh, real life baseball players for only seventy dollars. Uh, that's pretty freaking cool. So. Uh, thanks again to uh, to Smitty. Thanks for Jeffy for donating, and uh, thanks for the great person man for 
setting that whole thing up. So $1,400, and we will put a cap on the Season 20 charity auction. Um, yeah. So like I said, we had a nice long off-season. A um, couple of reasons, of course. Uh, one was to uh, transfer over to Out of the Park Baseball 21, uh, which I'm pretty excited about because I actually own OOTP 21, and I finally figured out how to like download the rosters and, and where they post the sim file out there in Discord. Uh, so I've gone in there, uh, toyed around, um, you know, lived out every person's power fantasy and put all of uh, J.A. Jab's skills to uh, 80, or pardon me, 100, 100, 100, and just kind of simulated the season and saw myself win the Pitcher of the Year award, uh, which I did not win last year. Uh, it very uh, rightfully went to my current, uh, my now teammate, uh, Barack Obama, a great starting pitcher over there in Providence. Uh, I got some down the ballots, uh, down the ballot consideration, which I was was fond of. Um, we've talked in the past about uh, on this podcast about kind of my chances going into it. Uh, had a really fun time with uh, New York, kind of trying to chase down that award. Um, but ultimately, it was a fourth place finish, tied for a fourth place finish for the PBE Pitcher of the Year for JA Jabs in season nineteen. And another thing that I don't think I've ever gotten in my career before as well was some MVP votes. Uh, so I got uh, 11th place finish. I uh, got a few MVP votes tossed my way back there in season 19. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how I got in that conversation. But um, yeah, so the one of the big things was the archetype changes. Uh, so they debuted this back on July 24th. Wow, that seems like a long time ago. Uh, it's August 20th here as I record this. Um, yeah, so the the head office and the special committee that they put together um, went through and um, altered and kind of balanced our archetypes here. Um, so a lot of things were renamed. Uh, so the new pitching archetypes are now flamethrower, junk brawl, junk baller, and control freak, um, as well as knuckler. And then for batting archetypes, um, they have some new names there: uh, Mister Utility, the Streak, Handyman, the Cannon. Magician, Big Man on Campus, The Freak, um, and there was uh, some different um, fielding stuff in there. Uh, I have never created a batter. I don't really know a whole lot about uh, batting as far as things go uh, here in the Pro Baseball experience, um, but pitching is my thing, and so pitching was the thing that I was paying attention to with these archetype changes. Uh, I am very, very happy uh, that they uh, kind of kept the spiritual balanced uh, archetype in there and uh, kept it around with the control freak. Um, so kind of when I was looking at, um, you know, what I wanted to do with my player in the future, uh, Jay Jabs is in regression right now, you know, going to be around for a couple more seasons before probably hanging them up. Uh, one of the things, and I've said this a hundred times on this podcast and people are probably annoyed by it, but you're still listening. So whatever, uh, the max control rating, um, I've had a 95 control for uh, many seasons now. Uh, I built my uh, regression this year uh, with the new archetype on trying to retain that 95 control. I'm trying to uh, chase down Victoria's Secret uh, with her 1.6 walks per nine innings. Uh, I've got a 1.8 BB per nine. And yeah, I was I was really excited that they, they kept, um, you know, what used to be balanced around, tweaked it a little bit. Uh, I think the pitch caps are a little bit higher um, to kind of help balance the cost of velocity. Um, that's different. Um, I, I believe it's less less cost for velocity this year. Um, so yeah, my, my new players got uh, still max 95 control. Uh, I dropped one of my pitches uh, when I made the archetype change, uh, kind of reallocated that TPE into trying to keep my movement up. 
Uh, I should max out the movement at 85 this year, um, and then I'll, I'll kind of work on those first couple of pitches. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was nervous that they were going to put a cap on that and, you know, maybe I would just retire because, uh, you know, I was in regression anyway. And, you know, trying to be this control freak <laughs> was one of the fun things about the league for me. But I'm glad that they kept it around. I'm glad that they gave it the name control freak, um, which is pretty cool. And uh, my goal or Jay Jabs's goal is to help embody that uh, going forward until his career is done. So, um, yeah, control freak, uh, junk baller. Yep, got a lot more movement on the junk baller archetype. Uh, flamethrower, of course, has a higher minimum velocity. And then uh, the knuckler, um, just the ability to have the knuckleball as a pitch um, is, you know, the big thing there. Uh, really, Fitcher also have flamethrower, junk baller, and uh, control freak. Uh, although there is no opportunity to be a knuckleballing relief pitcher. So there's that. I honestly don't remember if the knuckleball relief pitcher was a thing last time. I don't think it was, but with the new archetype changes, uh, no longer a thing. So uh, nice job to the committee for putting all that together. I'm sure that had to be uh, lots of testing, lots of debating. Um, you know, some people, uh, a lot of people happy, some people confused, and, and just kind of a, an arduous process throughout. Um, but, you know, the one thing selfishly that I cared about, they got right. So I'm happy. Cheers. Spotted cow only uses four hand-selected hand natural ingredients, yeast tops water, and malted barley. Let it enhance the fullness of flavors so it is naturally cloudy. Ah, good stuff. All right. So the other big thing that happened to my player this offseason, instead of, uh, you know, in addition to changing around the archetype, uh, which was mandated by the league, uh, was signing with a new team. So I made a, a pretty big deal about my free agency in past media posts and podcasts. I was very excited for the first time in my career to be a genuine free agent. Um, I had I'd gotten traded from the Florida Space Rangers to the New York Voyagers, um, which the Space Rangers were the team that I was drafted by, uh, third overall back in season nine, and the, the team that I've called home for more than a year and a half in real life. And uh, the trade kind of helped uh, even though I said that I wasn't going to resign, uh, the trade kind of helped break that commitment and and you know allow me to go into free agency uh, with you know open ears and and eyes and arms um, and you know going to New York. I said I would totally uh, you know consider resigning with New York, but it was not going to be a situation where I wanted to sign an extension. Uh, they knew that from the beginning, and yeah, so I was I was just a, a full fledged free agent. Um, so this off season, uh, obviously. I uh, had talked to the New York Foragers about sticking back there. Uh, obviously had talked to the Providence Crabs, which is where I ultimately ended up. Uh, the Detroit Demons also kind of checked in on me. Um, you know, they, based on what I said that I wanted in free agency, uh, they didn't think that it was going to be a good fit, um, which obviously kind of where they're at in their competitive cycle, um, that was not the case. Um, but um, uh, they just wanted to to check in, so I do appreciate that. Um, really, once I kind of saw what teams were interested in me, um, obviously the two ones that, that came to light uh, were the New York Voyagers and the Providence Crabs. Um, the the Voyagers, a uh, great locker room. I uh, really love all those guys. They, they made me feel welcome. They helped kind of re-energize my, uh, my, 
not lust, what's the word? My uh, interest and my excitement, my passion for <laughs> the pro baseball experience, this this fun, silly little game that helps uh, helps us get through the day. Um, they, they really brought that back for me. And uh, I, I love the rock locker room, love all those guys. Um, I loved the playoff push that we had. That was a whole lot of fun. And um, they, they were on the upswing. And uh, they had a great defense that I could play behind, um, which would be you know really great for a guy who's you know gives up some hits but tries not to walk people and, and kind of pitch the contact a little bit. Uh, the defense was a great selling point. Um, on the other hand, the, the Providence Crabs, you know, when the defending champions come calling, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to ignore. And I uh, had a great conversation with Leifer over a couple of days um, of where he saw me um, kind of fitting in with the team, you know, how they were poised to repeat. Um, the Cancun Toros and the New York Voyagers are, are challenging, of course, for the division, but, um, you know, a lot of the simulations and just adding up the TPE and kind of looking at the projections, uh, the Providence Crabs were the team to beat, beat in the East. Um, you know, it's, it's, anything can happen, of course, uh, over the course of 108 games, but it's, it's very, very likely that they are going to make the playoffs. And of course that was important to me. Um, I was able to secure an invite to kind of check out their locker room for a couple of days. Uh, this was all while we were moving across the country. So that was kind of, uh, crazy, um, kind of checking in on things and pondering while I was driving through <laughs> freaking Utah and, uh, you know, trying to get out of railroaders country, um, out here back to Wisconsin. Um, they, you know, saw me as a number four pitcher, uh, which is something that I had not been in a long time. Uh, you know, during my time with the Florida space Rangers, uh, I was at the top of the rotation for, for the last couple of years, um, after, uh, Esteban and, um, uh, Borkman and those guys retired, uh, I was up top and I was the guy that they looked at. And I was the guy that, you know, if we were making the playoffs those last couple of years, I would have been starting, you know, game one of the division series or whatever. Um, in New York, it would have been similar. Um, I, I think, you know, um, sloth face is still a much better pitcher than me. Um, so he obviously probably would have been at the top of the rotation, but, uh, I would have been right there. Just, uh, the one, two punch, um, you know, up there at number two. Um, so on one hand, that would have been cool. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, the, the fact that I'm pitching fourth for the Providence Crabs, uh, it, it might be a little cheap, but I'm going against, um, pitchers who, you know, aren't that refined, you know, all the other teams, uh, worst pitchers. And when I'm in regression and I'm trying, or not their worst pitchers, but they're, you know, they're just their number four starting pitchers. Um, and when I'm in regression, trying to, kind of selfishly pad my stats at this point in my career, um, you know, trying to get that World Series ring, um, thinking of the the long shot that is my my Hall of Fame case, um, that was that was pretty appealing to me. Um, you know, we'll see what the playoffs bring, we'll see what the season brings, but the fact that I could kind of hop on the bandwagon with the defending champs, the fact that they sought me out and they wanted me, um, and the fact that I don't have to play what is likely the best team in the division uh, this entire year, um, you know, that's going to help out my, my career as well. So um, it's, you know, might not have been a popular opinion, but when all things were considered, that's that's kind of what I wanted. Um, and beyond that, uh, you know, all those, you know, probably selfish reasons, um, I had an opportunity to reunite with um, SD Corps, Peter Gonzalez, uh, my old general manager, um, one of the guys who, in the heart of my career, kind of helped get me going. Um, a fellow uh, beer and drinking enthusiast um, that I, I really enjoy chatting with, and 
uh, since he went to Cancun and, you know, I went my way, we really haven't had a a time. We haven't had the uh, opportunity to really chat too much. And now we're in the same locker room. So um, I know there was some controversy with uh, that and the trade that helped uh, make the salary cap room work to get, you know, Jay Jabs, uh, Speedy Gonzalez, and Nate Pearson all on the books for the Providence Crabs this year. But um, in the end, you know, you, you got to look out for, for yourself and, um, you know, being able to be on a, a winning team like that, being able to help contribute um, and being able to reunite with my old Space Rangers friend, that was that was important to me. So that's the direction that I went. Um, whether or not I'm going to stay with the Providence Crabs beyond this year, I know they have a lot of good minor league pitchers that are coming up through the system that they're not going to want to stay in the minor leagues anymore. So, you know, next year when I'm still trying to hang on to that 95 control rating and, you know, still trying to cloth um, through those final wins of my career. I don't know if Providence is going to even want me again next year. Uh, we'll see how things go. So, um, you know, this is not the necessarily the spot for the rest of my career, but this is the spot for season 20. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. So that's, uh, that's kind of walking through my free agent decision. Um, it's, it's old news at this point, but uh, the last time that I did a podcast when it was relevant, uh, I didn't end up talking about that. So there you go. Uh, this is Drinky's Cast with J.A. Jabs. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and talk about this first week of the season. Talk to you soon. I'm having a lot of fun recording this podcast, and I'm doing it with the brand new free app called Anchor. Uh, inside Anchor, there's a bunch of different creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Best of all, they also distribute it for you. So they put the link up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and an RSS feed that I can give out to folks. You can record sponsorship ads like this one um, to earn some money back for the podcast. And it's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome everybody back to this episode of Drinky's Cast with J.A. Jabs. I'm your host, Justin Jabs, enjoying a nice New Galeris Brewing Company spotted cow. Uh, getting ready for the upcoming season 20. Now, the final piece of news, in addition to archetype changes and the charity auction and all that good stuff that came from this off season, uh, is we've got a new commissioner. I did not know that this was going to be a thing. <laughs> uh, Johnny did a, a great job um, taking over for Madge um, back in the day, kind of bringing us into throughout this pandemic and kind of to where we are at to die, today. Um, and our new commissioner is Hummus God, a great podcaster, um, great guy from all accounts. Um, I've talked to him a, a little bit uh, over the past couple of years and he's he's got a lot of great ideas, and I'm pretty excited for the passion that he's bringing right out of the gate. Um, you know, he uh, officially took over on August 17th, about two or three days ago, and I think that the first couple of days are going great. Um, he put up a, a couple of nice media posts, and he just recorded a new, a new podcast, uh, which I need to go ahead and listen to, but... Um, you know, talked about um, thanking everybody who kind of helped make the league run up to this point and looking forward for his uh, new uh, new visions for the future. Um, he says his big goal is to make everybody's lives easier and make um, everything a more well-functioning machine here in the Pro Baseball experience. 
excuse me. Um, first thing, uh, already he's kind of reorganized uh, some of the form a little bit. Um, the and I absolutely love this. The the sidebar and the 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 sidebar on the site has been disorganized and not very user intuitive. Um, coming in as a new guy, even you know back last year, it was tough to figure out what to do and how everything works. Um, you know, you talk about um, I, I forget if it was a comment on here or if it was a comment on another media site, but somebody brought up like equipment, like how do you buy equipment? What does that even mean? Like how do you, where do you buy it? Where do you find the answer? And you have to go in like two or three different places in order to actually figure out what's going on. So, um, you know, Hummus God is going to spend some time talking to all the uh, job leads, uh, everybody who um, has a league job that makes uh, this whole thing go and this, this whole league um, do the day to day and try to figure out how to automate things, how to make things easier. Um, I know the uh, simulation hockey league, they have like an automatic bank program, uh, that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I'm not very active over there, but, uh, the fact that I could just click a button and, um, they would, I don't know, I would have a bank transaction like that was freaking awesome. And as a guy who was a banker here in the pro baseball experience last year for a couple of months, um, I didn't mind, you know, logging in every weekend to uh, input the numbers, and it was awesome getting some money for equipment um, there at the end of the day. But uh, this definitely seems like something that could be automated, and somehow the SHL figured out how to do it. So, you know, if there's more things like that that we can do, um, you know, copy from other leagues or or figure out for ourselves, uh, I think that's just going to make everybody's lives easier, and um, the. Uh, people in the head office and the people who have these league jobs who make this machine run, uh, they're not going to get burnt out as much because they're going to have less to do or it's going to be easier. So um, just straight out the gates, uh, Hummus God making that a priority I think is great. Um, he reorganized the sidebar um, and it took me a minute or two to find the index and stuff this morning, but um, I think ultimately um, that reorganization is going to work well. Um, the other thing that I really like is uh, starting to use the uh, Pro Baseball Experience YouTube channel. I don't know why I keep saying out PBE, like I'm writing a freaking media article or something. You do not get paid by the word <laughs> while doing a podcast. So um, the official PBE um, YouTube channel and the official PBE Twitter channel or Twitter uh, freaking Twitter account um, starting to use, uh, starting to do clips there, starting to actively engage. Um, you know, it might help benefit uh, recruitments. I don't know how many people are necessarily going to see our hashtags or see our videos and, and try to log on. Um, you know, Hummus God has talked about um, trying to coordinate with just OOTP itself and trying to show up on those search hits, which I think is great. A lot of great ideas out of the gates um, and also a lot of engagement. Um, I see Hummus God, I don't know if I'm just paying more attention to him nowadays, but uh, I see him more active than usual in the Discord chat. Uh, I see him engaging and commenting on pretty much every single media piece that has been put out in the past couple of days, which is great to get that immediate feedback. I'm not saying that any of the um, previous commissioners uh, didn't do that, but um, you know when you're trying to kind of build up an audience and get people on your side and, and get things done that you want to do, uh, it's always great to be able to do that by you know looking out at what people are doing and starting to care and, and seeing that they're heard. So uh, nice job so far, Hummus God, and good luck in the future. Uh, let me know if you need any help. I, I thought about maybe applying for uh, the head office, but uh, I don't know if necessarily that sort of time commitment is great for me. 
uh, just knowing how uh, I've sometimes flaked on PBE even this year. So, um, but yeah, if you're listening to this and you need any help, have any projects that you think that I would be uh, worthwhile on uh, that you don't want to go through the head office or whatever, let me know. I'm, I'm willing to help. Um, so to wrap up here today, uh, we I just want to talk a little bit about the first sim, uh, mostly because it was so exciting for the Providence Crabs. Uh, let me bring up the index here. Boom. All right. So as I sit, sit here, 3.40 Central Time on Thursday, August 20th, uh, the Providence Crabs have the best record in the pro baseball experience. Uh, Providence Crabs lead the Eastern Division at 8-1. and one. Uh, the New York Voyagers, my old friends, are, are right on their tails at 7-2. and two, uh, And then kind of going down from there with some 500 teams. Uh, the Western Division, we have a tie. Uh, the Death Valley Scorpions, which I think people might have expected. Uh, but also the Nashville Stars uh, are having some standout performances um, that are leading them or making them tied for uh, the top of the West Division. Uh, we'll see how that progresses. We've only had one sim, small sample size so far. Uh, but through the first nine games... Uh, Providence is right on top, and uh, Death Valley and Nashville are um, there on top over in the West. Um, yeah, the now in in our defense or in the defense of the rest of the league, I should say, uh, the Providence Crabs have started with two uh, opponents that are are projected not to do so great this year: um, the Florida Space Rangers and the New Orleans Rougarous. Um, both of them are, well, the Space Rangers are three and six and uh, New Orleans is two and seven. Um, so we swept the, the Florida Space Rangers. Uh, Jay Jabs had a, an awesome eight inning, um, sh- you know, eight shutout innings with no walks, uh, four hits given up and uh, eight strikeouts. Uh, a great season debut, a great first game here with the Providence Crabs. Uh, he got the win that day. I'm hoping to I'm trying to expose myself and um, you know get the love from those those Providence fans uh, when I've been uh, an enemy in the East for the rest of my career. Uh, the second series uh, against New Orleans, uh, game one, awesome, was a win. Game two, also a win. Game three, another win, and we were going for eight in a row to start the season uh, when we ran into Aiden McDougal which uh, for those of you who were watching the stream and kind of paying attention to the, the chat in there, uh, this is a absolutely great story. So, um, you know, my, my player Jay Jabs did not do us any favors. Uh, six innings, four earned runs, uh, gave up a walk, first walk of the season, which I hate, uh, five strikeouts. Um, really, you know, couldn't keep uh, New Orleans in check there for the first part of the game. Uh, Providence Crabs, our offense really did nothing, and that is... Uh, in large part to McDougal. So McDougal had a rough outing um, when uh, spring training rolled around. He gave up. Let me see if I can find this stat line. Yeah, so on May 8th um, against Providence, uh, he gave up 25 runs in three innings of work. Uh, this was just spring training, but it was an absolute bloodbath, dude. Like he he finished the game, he pitched the final three innings, and he took those bullets. 151 pitches, 11 hits, 25 runs, 18 walks, no strikeouts, two home runs, uh, finished spring with a 17.65 ERA. So I don't know if there was overconfidence on the part of the Providence Crabs, but when we got to that game and we saw that we were facing this McDougal guy that we had absolutely destroyed uh, just a couple weeks earlier, um, the what is that the second start of his major league career 
uh, spent last year with uh, State College Swift Steeds. Uh, we were looking for blood, and it was us who was bloody in the end. Uh, McDougal, nine shutout innings. Nine shutout innings from the rookie. Five hits given up. Zero runs. One walk. We, we managed to get a walk, uh, but struck out six times. Uh, Mike Litteris uh, struck out twice that game. Uh, the only hits were from uh, Speedy Gonzalez, uh, Morimura, and uh, Marcus Reeves. Um, oh, I guess Dowd and Small had some hits as well. Um, it was it was not good. <laughs> it was a, it was a bummer. Um, just as I was talking smack in the chat about, uh, like I was doing a couple minutes ago, about feasting on kind of the lesser starting pitchers uh, in the league. Uh, anything can happen in baseball, and anything can happen in PBE. And uh, Aiden McDougal shut us up. He had a great game. Uh, I'm I'm happy for him. Of course, I wish I wouldn't have uh, given up those runs. I wish I was the not the only crab starting pitcher that had uh, more than a one zero zero ERA. But it was a uh, it was a hilarious game. It was an awesome game. I'm happy for McDougal and uh, crabs. We're just gonna try to get him next time. So uh, very happy with how these early sim results are going. Um, chasing my personal records, chasing that championship. Providence Crabs are 8-1, and one, and we will see what the rest of the season brings. Um, with that, I, I lied. That was not our last segment. We have one more. Uh, we've got a question here. Uh, instead of doing a full question episode, I posted in the Florida Space Rangers uh, Drinkies channel, which is where this podcast kind of originated. Uh, so user slim 22 Former GM, former former boss here, uh, has the question: What season of yours was your personal favorite? Uh, that is a great question. I I really like the season that I just had. To be honest, um, I was able to kind of finish off some team records uh, with Florida um, that I've talked about before. That I was really going for, trying to get that uh, that WAR record. Uh, strikeout record, all that good stuff. I was able to, to accomplish that, and then I got traded to a contender. Um, the Providence Crabs, or pardon me, not the Providence Crabs, the um, uh, New York Voyagers were below the Florida Space Rangers in the standings when I got traded, and um, at by the season end, we had made the playoffs, and we had uh, leapt over the Florida Space Rangers. So it was a lot of fun um, getting in with those guys. It was a lot of fun pitching. I wish we could have uh, beat out the Vandals, but Honestly, that was a great season. Uh, I was right there towards the top of the war leaderboard until the very end, which had not been something that I had done before. Uh, other than that, I, I've been blessed with a lot of pretty good seasons for, you know, uh, I've been a max earner, but I've never been, um, you know, right at the top of the league. But um, we had, let's look back at the the list here. So yeah, season 19 led the league in strikeouts, which was pretty awesome. Uh, season, where is this? Season 15, uh, for a guy who loves the walks per nine inning statistic, I set the all-time single season league record, um, 0.837 walks per nine inning pitch, nine innings pitched. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm just right. You know, that was the same season that I got my max control rating in 95 and I went out there and I, I set the record, which was amazing. Uh, the season before, I think that was, where's that? No, uh, season 13, uh, I had the most wins in the league. I had 18 wins, which was was awesome. We made the playoffs that year. A um, lot, lot of good ones. I, I think either this past year, season 19, 
before season 15, uh, where I set the, uh, the walks record, um, was probably my favorite. Um, and especially too, in, in, in season 15, we, you know, we made the playoffs. That was the last time that we, we made the playoffs or that I made the playoffs with the Florida space Rangers. Uh, we lost to death Valley. Um, season 14 was also a lot of fun too. Um, you know, we actually made the world series, even though death Valley took it away from us at the, at the end there. So, uh, a lot of good times, a lot of good times in Florida. I'm hoping that the best season is yet to come, season 20, maybe, if you ask this question again in, in two months. Uh, we'll see. But anyway, I appreciate anyone who's uh, who's been listening to this. Uh, these are always a lot of fun to record. I'm going to take one more sip here of the Spotted Cow. I don't see the ABB on here. I usually like to check out the ABB. Oh, well. This has been Drinky's Cast with J.A. Jabs. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you the rest of the season. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.